We will not have it on the board, but you, most of you know this song in page 380. Revive us again. Fill each heart with thy love. Amen. Let's stand while we sing. It's good to be in the house of the Lord today. How many is glad you're here? Say amen. 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 Well, it's a wonderful day. Isn't it beautiful outside? It's wonderful. God's given us a wonderful day to come to his house. And today we're going to enjoy the presence of the Lord. Well, I don't have any announcements today. Isn't that great? No announcements. So we're just going to get right into the service today. And we're going to pray and thank the Lord for what he's going to do for us, and uh, remember TJ, he's been sick all week, so remember TJ in your prayers, and uh, I know that uh, you have prayer requests, and we're praying for those that you have put in the box over here. If you have a prayer request, if you have someone you'd like for us to pray for, whether they're sick or salvation, whatever it might be, if you put it in the box, I promise on Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, we will be here to pray and ask the Lord to uh, help them. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. This is a time that you...
that are watching us online, we want to welcome you to church today and thank you for being part of our service. And when you get to feeling better, we'd like for you to come and be part of the congregation here. But we want to thank you for watching us today. And this is your time to give to the Lord and uh, you know how to do that. So you can go online and give today. And those of you that are in the sanctuary after church, the box is in the back. Let's thank the Lord for this time that he's given us. Father, we love you. We love you so much for the things that you do for us. Father, we love you so much for taking care of us and all that you do during the week for us. But today, we've come to give back to you. It's time for us to worship you, to lift you up, to magnify you. It's all about you today. And Father, I just pray that you'll help us as we come into your presence. I pray, Father, that you'll be right here with us. And Lord, lead us and guide us, direct us in everything that we say or do here today. I pray for the music today. I pray for the preaching. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will have your way in this congregation today, in this service today. And Lord, help us to never be the same because we've been in your presence. I pray for those that give today. I pray for those that wish they could give but don't have it to give. I pray, God, that you'll make a way for them. And Father, thank you for all that you've done. In your precious, sweet name we pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Good morning. As the girls are making their way up here, I just wanted to say, um, you can't hear me? Sorry. I just wanted to say, um, it's good to see some new faces up here this morning. Haley and, Haley and Cameron just came to me last week and they said they wanted to sing. And I said, well, come practice with us next Sunday morning and you can sing. And, and they did. And it's so good to have young people that are wanting to do something for the Lord. I appreciate that. And we're going to sing the song we've sung before, and I know you all know it, Goodness, The Goodness of God, and He is so good. He is so faithful to all of us. And I know even in hard times and trials that you can look and think if there's something that God has done good in your life and He's been faithful to you. So the words are not up there, but if you know the chorus, I, can, I know you can sing that with us. So just sing with us this morning. <clears throat> I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. 
You are close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you have been so. If you have your Bibles this morning, turn to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, chapter 25. This morning, we're going to speak on the subject of an empty life. An empty life. Now, out of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 1 through 13, very familiar verses. We've read these verses probably... Well, lots of times, and probably in your Bible study, you've read these verses lots of times. 
But we're going to focus in today on emptiness. Because we live in a world today that is very empty. Empty in their lives. Not only their personal lives, but mostly their spiritual lives. And so today we're going to talk about that empty feeling, that emptiness, and how to feel that emptiness in your life. Let's all stand this morning as we read out of Matthew chapter 25. Of course, you'll know this story when we read it. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise and five foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Let's thank the Lord for the reading of his word. Father, I love you today and I pray that you'll add your spirit to these words. That you'll touch the hearts of men and women, not only here in this congregation, but those that will be listening today. I pray, Father, that you will touch their lives, help them to never be the same. Father, let them see the answer, let them hear the answer to their problems today of the emptiness. And the answer is you. Father, help us to always remember that it's you that can fill an empty life. In your precious name, we pray these things in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Tell somebody you love them before you sit down there.
I don't know <clears throat> if you know this, but across our country right now, there is sweeping a revival that started at Asbury College in Kentucky. A couple of Wednesday nights ago, uh, they met for their prayer time and their Bible study time at Asbury College. It is a Christian college. It's Methodist Christian College. And a young lady stood up in the midst of that prayer time and worship time and gave her testimony that she was cold and empty and that she wanted what she had at one time with her relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. From that, confession came all over the building. People were confessing that they needed Jesus, confessing that they needed to get right with God, openly, publicly, coming to the altar, bowing down, getting things right with God, and not even a word was spoken from the pulpit. It was just spontaneous. From that time on, from now until today, that revival is still going on. They have people that have been in the church that have come in and out for the last two weeks, a little more than two weeks, not even wanting to leave the sanctuary of the church. The sanctuary there is full to capacity, so they went to a second sanctuary on the school. It's full to capacity, and they even set up a tent outside of this college. It is full to capacity. It has spread to Lee College in Tennessee. Lee College is now having some of the same type of response from the, from the younger people. And they are staying there. They're praising the Lord. They're giving their testimonies. They're doing all of these things even as we speak right now. They haven't left the building. So in thinking of that, I listened to a testimony the other day, and I've been listening to most of their testimonies to see, you know, what they are saying. One young lady who is a friend of Shane Bruder's daughter, Caroline, which Caroline got her life right about, what, a couple of years ago? Has it been a couple of years now? Got her life right with Christ, and she's been a witness for Christ like crazy all over her university that she goes to. And so she has a friend that went to Asbury and was given her testimony. Her testimony went like this. She said, I was in bed most of my adult life because of Lyme's disease. And she said, I could not even get enough strength to get out of the bed. My family had to feed me, had to do everything for me. I couldn't move. I couldn't get out. I couldn't do anything. And she said, one night I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ. And she said, from that time on, God healed me of the Lyme disease. God changed my life forevermore, and I'm here today talking about Asbury College to give my testimony that I had an empty life, and God filled my life. We live in a society today, even in our church, 
even in our schools, even in our young people, even in our older people, that people are feeling empty inside. Why are we feeling so empty? What has caused our lives to feel empty like they are? I'm going to ask you a few questions this morning, and I want you to listen because I believe God wants to speak to you. I really believe that. He spoke to me, and I know he wants to speak to you. Do you ever wake up in the mornings and just feel empty inside? And what I mean by it, you dread life, you dread going to work, you dread getting up, you dread facing people you're going to have to face, you just dread life in general, and you just feel empty all over. Do you go to that job in the morning and feel empty? Do you go out with your friends in school and in college and maybe even in your adult life? Do you go out with your friends expecting them to fill the empty space in your life and it's just the same old, same old every day? Do you go through the activities of your life and you still feel empty? I want you to know this morning, folks, that emptiness is everywhere. Emptiness is found in families, even in the church. Emptiness is found in relationships, husbands and wives, even though they're married and they have children, they have a home, they have cars, they have jobs, they still feel empty inside. I'm just empty in our relationships. It's found in suicide notes every single day. Emptiness. Kids are saying now they just have nothing to live for because there's just nothing out there. That life is just empty without any meaning. So how can we feel the emptiness inside of us? You might think so, well, maybe I can feel that with other things. And some of you uh, have tried to feel this emptiness not only with boyfriends and girlfriends, but you may be trying to climb the corporate ladder. You know, you think if you can get to the top of that, that the money will fill your emptiness inside, but nothing, now listen, look at me, nothing, nothing seems to work. You're still like you are. You still feel like you do. There's no happiness in your life. There's no joy. There's no uh, uh, use of who you are and what you're supposed to do in this life. Some of you might be here today and you say to yourself, some of you might be watching today and you're saying, Pastor, I just feel desperate. I'm just desperate. I, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just desperate in my life. And I need help, Pastor. What can I do? I find myself in this desperate situation that I'm in, and I find no way out. I, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this. I don't know how I'm going to live my life. Well, let me ask you this question. What if you knew today? I, I, I know you're not going to be able to know this, but what if you knew today that this was the last day of your life? What if you knew today was the last day of your life? If you knew that, would you want to feel that emptiness inside of you? Would you want something or someone to come into you and feel that emptiness that you're feeling right now, that, that heartache, that no joy in your life? Would you want somebody to feel that? Well, that's kind of where we are here in this scripture that we just read of the ten virgins. 
You see, it might have not just been one day or two days or whatever, but there came a day that was the last day. You understand that? Everybody understand that? There's going to come a day, look at me, don't turn me off, look at me. There's going to come a day, no matter how old you are, no matter how young you are, there's going to come a day that's going to be your last day on this earth. It's coming to all of us. And how in the world are you going to feel that emptiness inside of you? Well, preacher, I'm, I'm just going to do it this way and that way. Drugs, alcohol, uh, you know, uh, sexual relationships. I'm, I'm just going to feel it that way. And I'm here to tell you, you will leave this world, if this is your last day, as empty as you are right now. But there's one thing that you don't understand. A life without Jesus Christ is a life in eternity in hell. That's what the Bible says. These five were wise and five were foolish. Those who had no relationship is what they're talking about spiritually. These, these people, the only ones was the wise one that had any plans for eternal life. Can I ask you something? Look at me. Do you have any plans for eternal life this morning? I mean, do you have a plan for your eternal life? Because you will live eternally somewhere. From the youngest to the oldest in here, you're going to live eternally somewhere. You can put this off and put this off and put this off and put it beside you, not think about it for as long as you want to. But I'm here to tell you, there's going to come a day that you're going to have to face reality. The reality of your empty life. In this story in Matthew 25 of these virgins, the Bible says at midnight the cry went out to the bride, out, the bridegroom is here. Come out to meet him. Now the foolish wasn't ready. Those that put it off and put it off and put it off, they wasn't ready for what was going to happen. They wasn't ready for the inevitable to happen, and that was that the bridegroom is coming. They wasn't ready at all. They, they just let their life be empty, and they were not ready. They were not ready, and they missed their opportunity. You see, the opportunity, when you think of those empty lamps needing oil, I'm reminded it. Reminded of the empty life. You know, we live in an extreme, uh, extreme business right now. What I mean by that is possibly not one person in our church needs one more meeting to attend or one more job to do. Our lives are on the overload. How many would say amen to that? We're overloaded while our schedules remain full. Our lives feel empty. We think that because our schedules are full and because we're busy people that we'll feel not so empty inside. But folks, it will never work. It never has worked. You can do as much as you want to, do as much work as you want to, get as busy as you want to, but I'm here to tell you, you're still going to feel empty because your life is not dependent upon you fulfilling your physical uh, outward life, but your spiritual inward life. You see, Jesus made you, God made you to be fulfilled spiritually. 
And the only thing that can fulfill you spiritually is the Lord Jesus Christ. It's awful to feel empty today. Do you know we have kids in high school that feel so empty? They have no one to, to talk to. They have, their family doesn't really care a lot about them. And, and, and they just kind of get through school and get through this and get through that. And they try to feel everything in their lives to make them happy with sports and, and, and women and, and, and boys and, and things to do. Just keep our lives busy. And I can hear, I'm here to tell you what I heard so far in this revival that is going on is nothing feels what what's empty inside of you except a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not talking about just a casual relationship. Because that's the way we want to live now. We don't want to devote ourselves to anybody. We really don't want to give ourselves to anybody because I'm my own person preacher. I'm my own woman preacher. I'm my own man preacher. I'm not going to give myself to anyone, someone to take me over. Listen, folks, a relationship with Jesus is the only thing that will fulfill the emptiness inside of you. Lamps needing oil is what they were. The empty life. You see, our lives are on overload this morning. Our schedules are full. Our our lives, though, feel empty. And all it takes this morning for us to feel empty is not to have an ultimate purpose in life. How many of you know today that Jesus is that ultimate purpose in our lives? Now, I know you may... Uh, shrug me off today and shrug the words that are coming out of my mouth off today and even shrug the Holy Spirit off today, but you know I'm telling you the truth. You know that what I'm saying today is that Jesus came to give life a purpose. He came to give life a meaning this morning. Yet today, many lives, as these young folks were talking about in this revival, I I ask that you go home and listen to some of these testimonies. Uh, Many of their lives were just empty. Uh, They had been playing the part for so long, going to church, going to some Bible studies, going to some uh, Bible club, and, and thinking that's where they're getting their spiritual nourishment at. I'm here to tell you folks, the only spiritual nourishment that will fulfill an empty life is when Jesus Christ comes in. He can feel that life. He can give your life a purpose. And that's exactly where some of us are today. Oh, sure, you're busy and overloaded, but you're so lonely. I remember when I was in high school, I had everything that anybody could ask to have. I mean, I had it all, but my life still felt lonely. And I remember getting under such conviction when my mom would say to me, Son, what's wrong with you is because you've not given your heart and life to the Lord Jesus Christ, and you're lonely. Even though I had everything, I thought, except Jesus Christ. And some of you here today, you need to start early in your life. You say, oh, I'm going to sow my wild oats. I'm going to do this and do that. You show me in the Word of God where God says, go ahead and sow your wild oats. And when you get through doing that, come to me and I'll fill your empty life. He doesn't say that. 
God says today is the day. Right now, because you're not promised tomorrow. You're not promised another second in this life. And still we live our life like we have all kinds of time. Oh, we're empty today, but we'll get filled tomorrow. We'll fill that emptiness up tomorrow. That tomorrow may never come. And today is your day. You came to this church today for a reason. God wanted you here. You, you thought that the job would make you happy or all that money would make you happy. Uh, all your achievements in life and your goals in life is going to make you happy. But you walk the same walk every day, that emptiness that is in your life. Even as young men and young women. That emptiness is there because Jesus is the only one that can fill it. Can I tell you what you're looking for is not found in money, it's not found in jobs, it's not found in activities, it's not found in sports. That relationship with Jesus Christ is what you're looking for. Jesus is the only one that can take your empty life today, your emptiness today, right now, your empty life and fill it and give you purpose, give you something to do. There's so much potential in your life. There's so much potential in what God can do through you. There's so much potential in what God can do with that team you're playing with or those uh, girls that you cheer with or those people, kids that you go to college with or those people you work with. There's so much potential in your life that God wants to bring out. But listen, He'll never bring it out until you're filled with Him. Until that emptiness is filled in your life. He can't use you until you're filled with Him. The empty life. Secondly, there's an empty hope. You know, we all have hopes and dreams. I had hopes and dreams when I was a kid. You know, I, I was going to play for the Dallas Cowboys. That was my hopes. But how many of you know that dream didn't come true? I mean, we all have those hopes and dreams. What would a world be like without hope? You see, an empty life, someone that is empty spiritually can't really understand what hope is all about. Oh, we can live our daily life. We can go through the motions of daily living. We can go through the motions of our work and our play and our activities and our family and all that. And we go through the motions and we think to ourselves at the end of the day, why, why am I not happy? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am not, I'm not any better than I was the day before? Why? Well, today I want you to understand for those who believe the world will get better, that's the way you think. We think this world is going to make us better. Oh, preacher, we're, uh, you know, ultimately good people. No, we're not. We're not good people. The Bible says we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. Every single one of us in here today are sinners. We need that place in our heart filled with something, and that's Jesus. And without Him, we will never be happy. Oh, but they're good people, and this world's good. I want you to know we're 
we're in a place today that I don't even recognize. We used to say for the first time in America, we're not leaving the generation you know, better than what it was. I'm here to tell you, we're never going to leave the generation better from now here on out. So I asked you, what kind of hope do you have today? What's your hope built in? What's your hope today, your dreams built on today? If you placed your hope in government and in your job and in things, listen folks, you have no hope. Maybe your hope's in your money, your retirement. Maybe your hope, young people, is in your inheritance that you're going to get from your parents. Well, let me tell you, if our government has anything to do with it, there'll be no inheritance. So if you're planning on that hope making you happy and filling you inside, I'm here to tell you, you have no hope. Because money is fleeting, retirement is fleeting, inheritance is fleeting. It could all be gone by in the morning. And we're seeing the results of no hope in our younger generation. I looked up a statistic just this week. Over 50,000 kids... Every year, commit suicide in America. If you take UT Stadium down there and half it, and look at the crowd half, just go down the middle, look at this side, the half, all the way around, top, bottom, halfway, 50,000 kill themselves every year. You want to know why they kill themselves? Because their suicide note reads, we just have no hope. There's no hope. My hope was built in ball. My hope was built in a job. My hope was built in this relationship. My hope was built in this. And that hope was gone. And then they say, no hope. That may be you here today. You're empty because you feel like you have no hope. There's nothing more devastating than to place all of your hope in something. And to discover it is flawed. Because people are flawed. This world is flawed. There's nothing perfect in this world. But I'm here to tell you today, I know a perfect one. And His name's Jesus. Look at me this morning. If you put your hope in Him, He will never let you down. If you give Him your life, look at me. He will never let you down. I've been saved now for a long, long time. And I'm here to tell you, has there been down times? Has there been times that I've been through trials and tribulations and heartaches and all these things? Sure there is, but I want you to know this. He's never left me or never forsaken me. And I'm here to tell you, if He's done that for me, He'll do that for you. There's hope in Jesus Christ. But your hope in this world is fleeting. If you want to fill this emptiness with things of this world and things that you think will make you happy, I'm here to tell you, they are fleeting. They will never, ever keep you happy. Jesus is your only hope. The empty heart. Humans were created with the need for God in their heart. The Bible tells us whatever is in our heart comes out of in, in our words, our actions, and even our lives. How many believe that? The heart is considered the center of who you are. Look at me. Stay with me just a second. Don't leave. The heart is considered the center of who you are. 
That's why the Bible says guard your heart. Young people look at me and, and adults look at me. Are you really guarding your heart? You want to know why you feel empty spiritually? Maybe you're a saved person and you're just feeling kind of empty spiritually. Maybe you're feeling empty because you're not guarding your heart like you once were. Maybe you're here today and you're lost without Jesus. And you don't know Jesus. And you're just feeling empty and you want to know why spiritually because you're not guarding your heart. You don't have Jesus in your heart to guard, help guard your heart against the wickedness of this world. And by the way, look at me. This world is wicked. This world's wicked. This world says, come on. Come on. This is what you need to make you happy. Come on. This is what you need to make you feel full. Come on. This is what you need to make you happy and give you joy. This is what you need. The devil's a liar. The devil uses these professors to lie to you. The devil's a liar. And he's trying to get you where you can't fulfill that emptiness in your life. And some of you here today and you just feel so drained inside. You're so drained. The heart is considered the center of who you are. A heart without God is like a house without furniture. You've been in a house without furniture. It just looks so empty, don't it? You know, the first thing the, that my wife does if she goes into an empty house, she says, now, that would look good over here, and this piece of furniture would look good over here, and that piece of furniture. You know what they say about that? They say once you put yourself in that house, you're going to be wanting that house. And that's what happens when women go in and say, this piece of furniture go here, and I can see my table here, and I can see this. Can you see Jesus in your heart today? Look at me. Because if you can't see Jesus in your heart, you better listen to me. If you can't see Jesus in your heart, He's probably not there. Jesus wants to fill your heart. He wants to take that emptiness away from you. Because this world, there are things in this world that will never satisfy you. Until it's filled with the presence of the Creator. In this live and let live, do it my own way, it really doesn't matter, I don't care. It's all about the culture, you know. Oh preacher, if I can just fit in with the culture around me, then that's the way I'm going to live. I fear that there are many people who can be equated with those foolish virgins. Oh, we're just waiting around. We're going to party hardy. And then when it's time to get saved, we'll do it. No, you won't. No, you won't. They didn't get ready. I'm here to tell you folks, listen to me. Revival has started all across this country. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I do know this. I know it's soon. Who are you to say that you have plenty of time to be saved? Who are you to say that you have plenty of time just to sow your wild oats to do whatever you want to do to fulfill that emptiness in your life? And God understands. I'm here to tell you from those testimonies that I just heard this week from kids 
from college age kids and high school kids that said I was empty and I tried to fill it with everything in this life but Jesus was the only one that could fill it. I'm here to tell you Jesus is the only one that can fill it. He's the only one that can take your heart and make it whole. Don't live with an empty heart. And last but not least, Jesus is the only one who can fill an empty life. Jesus is truth in this world. He's truth in this world that is empty. This world is full of lies, but Jesus is the life in the midst of death. He's life in the midst of death and destruction this morning. And if you're lost, that's where you are. You're in the middle of death and destruction. That's who you are. That's where you are. That's your place in life. You're right in the middle of death and destruction without Jesus. You say, well, what do I need to do, preacher? Jesus said one time, look at me, I'm quitting right here, look. Jesus said one time, I am the life. I'm the life. Are you looking at me? You know the only life that you will ever have is through Jesus Christ. He's life. Oh, but I'm living life now. No. The Bible says that we're living death without Jesus. Jesus is the only life in this world that's full of lies and full of emptiness. He promises that He would be the life in your emptiness. Jesus promises that He will fill your empty life. Jesus uses this word in forms 56 times in the Bible. He says, if you want a full life, it can only be found in me. If you want to be fulfilled, it's only in Jesus. That's what He says 56 times in the Gospel that life's in Him. I want you to know this morning that the only reason you exist Look at me. The only reason you exist this morning is because of Jesus Christ. He spoke you into existence. Will you hear me? He doesn't owe you anything. But He promises you that He'll give you life. I mean, you're the only reason that you exist. He's the only reason that you exist this morning is because of Him. He's the only way that you can exist eternally because of Him. You cannot exist without Him. Oh, you'll exist in hell, but it won't be any kind of life. I want to exist in Him eternally, don't you? You may feel empty now. Now here's where we're going to give an invitation in just a moment. You may feel empty right now in this church, right now. You're just empty. But wouldn't you want Jesus to fill you today? Wouldn't you want Jesus to come into that empty life that you're trying to exist in and fill you and give you joy and give you some happiness and give you some reason for living? Wouldn't you want that? I mean, why in the world would you want to turn that down? Why in the world would you want to not have that in your life? Why in the world would you want, not want some kind of significance in your life? You say, oh, but I'm doing it through this, and I'm doing it through that, and I'm doing it through my grades, and I'm doing it through... Th-. No, you're not. 
The only significance in this world can only be found in Jesus Christ. He is the purpose for this life. He is the meaning for this life. He's the hope for this life right now. He is our hope. Only because of Jesus does life have any meaning at all. You know why I get up in the morning? I get up in the morning because of Jesus. You know why I, I can go out and do the things I do and to do the, the, the things you do? I'm not just using me. You is because of Jesus living in your life. One of these days, he's going to take us to heaven to be with him. It's a choice. You can have abundant life. You can have eternal life. But you have a choice to make. An empty life. If you choose that today, it will stay with you the rest of your life until you get right with Jesus. But there's going to come a day like the ten virgins. There is going to be a make a choice day and today's yours. Because I'm here to tell you the king is coming. I'm here to tell you the king is coming. I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is coming. And you need to make a choice. You may not have tomorrow. These ten virgins, these foolish ones thought that they had all kinds of times. They even went to the wise virgins and they said, let us buy all of you. Listen, folks. The only way that you can get this spiritual life, the only way that you can have this eternal life with the Lord Jesus Christ is to let Him fill you with His Spirit in an empty life. You can't buy it. You can't talk your way to it. You can't memorize so many verses that you can get there. You can't sing so many songs that Jesus is going to allow you in. The only way to heaven the only way to fulfill this empty life is through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit living inside of you. I'm so glad today I'm saved. Am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? No. But I've learned something this week. I've learned that the only way I'm going to get through this life alive <laughs> in eternity and the only way I'm going to fulfill this emptiness that sometimes come even to us Christians is through Jesus Christ and allowing Him, allowing Him to live His life through me. You see, that's the problem. We've stopped Him from living His life through us. And we need to allow Him to. So today you're here and God is speaking to you. I'm going to ask you one more time before we leave. Are you, in, are you living an empty life? I'm not talking about a full life as far as being busy. Having things. <coughs> objects. That keep you busy. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually. Look at me. Spiritually, is your life full or is your life empty? Has everything taken the place of your so-called Christian life? 
Are you empty? Because if you're empty today, Jesus is willing to fill your life and to change you so that you'll never be the same. Would you bow your heads just a moment? Whether old, young, middle age, whether high school, junior high, elementary school, whatever, college, single mothers, single fathers, You're here today and God is speaking to you. You've tried everything you can try to fulfill and make full your empty life. But you're empty. And God wants to start a revival in your spirit like you've never had before in your life. But it only comes through Him. So I'm going to ask you right now, no lingering. I'm not going to mess around with a lot of stuff. But I'm going to ask you right now, if God is speaking to you today, oh, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to come. It is. But if you want Jesus in your life and you're tired of being empty in your life, I'm going to ask you to step out from where you are right now and come today. Young, old, middle-aged, Single, married. I'm going to ask you to come right now and ask Jesus to fulfill your life. To take the emptiness out of your life. Would you come right now? Come on. We're going to dismiss. I'm not going to mess around today. We're, not, we're going to dismiss. We're not going to go forward if you're not going to come. If this message wasn't for you today, then don't come. But if this message was for you, I want you to step out from where you are and come right now and get things right with God. Would you come right now?